Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, everybody? It is Jamie Shaw here. I am back again with my co host, Scott Spinelli, and this is the breakdown. Scott, how you doing? Excellent, Jamie. Good to see you again, buddy. Hope things are going well, and I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving with your family. Things are good, man. Thanksgiving was great. Always good to spend time with the family and, and eat way too much food and lay around. And do all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, before we get into it, before we jump into this episode with Boston College, uh, let's go through, let the listeners know who we are, introduce ourselves. My name is Jamie Shaw, National Recruiting Analyst, Rivals.com, and I'm the author of one of the largest, uh, one of the biggest scouting services uh, in the country, the ABC Scouting Report. Scott, tell them who you are. Well, uh, I've had the opportunity, uh, Jamie, to coach at every level of basketball. Uh, I started upon graduating college. Uh, I got right into coaching at two different prep schools where I was a head coach. Uh, And from there, you know, kind of worked my way up into working at every level of basketball, starting with the low major Division I programs and, you know, building up to high level programs as well as some pro experience. And along the way, uh, it's been a great journey in terms of meeting a lot of wonderful people, establishing a great network, uh, and having the blessings of coming into, uh, on the recruiting side, meeting a lot of players and families where you've had a chance to touch a lot of kids' lives. So it's been a very good journey thus far. As we go through this on the breakdown, we're breaking down all of the ACC teams to start the season with. Today, we're moving on to Boston College. Um, a school that I know you're very familiar with. Um, they uh, experienced some turnover this year. Earl Grant, now the head coach, 127 and 89 at the College of Charleston. He's coached under Greg Marshall, coached under Brad Brownell. Makes the jump from the CAA up to the ACC here. Um, what do you know about Brad? What have you seen from him so far this season? Well, first of all, let's just talk a little bit about uh, the change in identity. Uh, with Coach Grant coming into the program, uh, he's made it really clear that he wants to get his teams to get after it defensively. And to your point, Jamie, he's worked for two guys, a coach, Greg Marshall at Wichita, and obviously Brad Burnell at Clemson, who are both excellent defensive coaches. Uh, and I think he's taken that mindset. And early on in the season, you can see, you know, Boston College, you know, really getting after people defensively. Uh, for the most part, uh, it's man-to-man, but at times they'll go some three-quarter court pressure uh, back to some two-three. Um, but again, I think the focal point in Coach Grant and his staff and their identity uh, right now is to change it from a team um, that was a little bit more run-and-gun to now being a team that is really solid defensively. We'll get more into a little bit more in depth with the defensive identities and offensive identities here in a little bit. I want to take a moment right here to say, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying the content, please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to whatever you listen to it, whether it be on the, the YouTube version, the podcast version. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment below what you think about this uh, this year's um, Boston College team, who your favorite player is, who your favorite player of all time is at Boston College. Just leave a comment below, let us know, um, and, and move on. As I said, we've done all the ACC teams prior to now, so go ahead and go back and listen to uh, the breakdowns of all of them as well. Jumping right into the personnel of Boston College, I think things have to start with the Langford brothers. Uh, you have fifth-year senior Makai, then you have sophomore DeMar. Uh, Makai, so far, he's averaging 11.1 points, 4.1 rebounds, 3.1 assists. DeMar, the team's leading scorer, 
12.6 points, 5.4 rebounds, 2.1 assists. Obviously, you know DeMar and Makai uh, very well. Go through what they are and who they are and what they're going to bring to this team this year. Well, to your point, Jamie, it really does start with both Langford brothers. And, and in both, um, you know, both the Langford brothers, what you're getting are two guys who are difference makers. Uh, starting with Makai, Makai was a very uh, highly regarded recruit out of high school, originally committed to UConn uh, and then went to Providence. And we actually got him uh, at Boston College uh, as a transfer. But he's a young man uh, who really is gifted athletically. He's long. He's athletic, uh, can really get after people defensively, both on the ball. He's excellent in the passing lanes with his length, covers a lot of ground. Uh, and I think it starts with him on the defensive end of the floor. But one thing that he can do, he's an elite level finisher in transition. So if there's opportunities for Boston College to get out and run, he's one of those guys that can finish at the rim uh, as well as anybody in, in the ACC. And he also makes his teammates better. He's unselfish. He's a willing passer and he's a much improved three-point shooter. Uh, you know, last year, near the end of the year, he really came into his own, but a credit to the kid, uh, you know, his family in the summer. I know his dad does a lot with him in terms of working him out uh, and also coach Grant, his staff for really improving his three-point shooting. His brother, Demar, a little bit different, more of a, like a man child in terms of how he's built. He's six, five, He's a, he's a kid that can get after you defensively. Also, like his brother, both in the full and half court, he can get in the passing lanes. Uh, and another excellent finisher in transition, he can really get out and finish uh, at the rim. He's really athletic. He was actually featured, um, you know, on a uh, highlight the other night on SportsCenter, you know, with a, with a dunk that he had. So he's kind of a highlight type guy, uh, especially when he gets to the basket. But one thing about him right now, his game offensively is evolving. Um, excellent middle game right now, mid-range pull-ups. Uh, he can get his shot off against anybody because of his size and his ability to create space with his shoulders. And he is developing more of a three-point shot. Um, excellent free-throw shooter, so there's a little bit of a gauge to where he might be someday. And, again, I think with continued development with Coach Grant and his staff, he's a guy that's going to be able to do it at all three levels. But both guys are certainly difference makers, Jamie. Kind of surprise uh, coming into this season – Drexel transfer TJ Bickerstaff, um, obviously of the Bickerstaff family, um, six foot eight forward, uh, 10.6.7.9 rebounds. He's really been able to hit the glass hard and provide the kind of that interior presence of ending and extending possessions for this team. What have you seen from Bickerstaff so far? He's been a pleasant surprise. I didn't know much about him, but watching him uh, this year at Boston College, he's one of those guys that typifies that blue collar you know, hard-nosed kid who really uh, puts max effort into every possession. I mean, he chases every rebound. And certainly with the loss last year or this past season of some of the guys, you know, Stefan Mitchell in particular, um, you know, he's really come in and he's been that guy that really kind of has cleaned up the glass on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, good long body to him, very bouncy, but very quick off his feet. And he's got a great uh, he's got great instincts when it comes to rebounding the basketball with really good hands. So he's been a guy that's really given them a boost on the glass. And he's also offensively a little bit better than I think sometimes people would give him credit for. Um, you know, look for him to continue to develop during his time at Boston College, but a really good addition for them, especially uh, when you think about rebounding the basketball. He's their best rebounder, certainly. 
Jaden Zachary has been another pleasant surprise so far for Boston College. Um, the six foot two guard, he's averaging 12 points. He's shooting 52.4% from the three point line uh, so far this year. He's a newcomer to the program, as many of these guys are. What have you seen from Jaden so far? And, and talk a little bit also about his interesting story about how to get, uh, how he got to Boston College. Well, let's start with his story. Uh, he played for a really close friend of mine, Coach Chris Cheney, who arguably has one of the best prep school programs at Scotland campus um, in Pennsylvania. And, you know, Coach Cheney's coached many, uh, you know, really good players, guys who have been in, gone on to play in the NBA. He does a really good job with his individual development as well as his teams. Um, so he's been well coached. And what happened there was Jaden went there, uh, did a fifth year of high school, uh, was a three-sport athlete coming out of uh, high school in Wisconsin, and did the year of prep school. And last year with COVID, as a lot of seniors and fifth-year kids, uh, as we've seen, Jamie, you know, was really not on the radar just because a lot, a lot of coaches weren't allowed out on the road. And so with that, he decided to take another year and go the junior college route. So he did a, a year of uh, junior college at Chipola where he came into his own in terms of being exposed. And a lot of coaches saw him in the, you know, the junior college tournament, the state tournament in Florida, he was MVP. Uh, then he went on to play in the national tournament, put up great numbers. They lost it, but he had a great season. And then he ends up at Boston college where again, being that battle tested, being that well coached at both Scotland campus and at Chipola, he's been a lot more ready than any normal uh, in newcomer would have been just because he's been through some of the wars already. And he's been a guy that has done it for Boston College uh, on all levels right now. I mean, he's doing, he's complete. He's defending on the ball, kind of the Coach Grant type guy that they want to be, you know, real good pressure, apply pressure on the ball, whether it's half or full. Uh, he's a willing passer. He facilitates to make his teammates better. And he's also shot the ball exceptionally well right now from the three-point line. Uh, and he's been a key. He's been a catalyst so far uh, in terms of being able to make open shots, uh, you know, being able to do, do things that are needed right now on both ends of the floor to help Boston College win. Uh, but keep an eye on Jaden Zachary as he continues to develop under Coach Grant's staff. We hinted at defensive style of play in the lead in. Um, you know, they're going to want to play pressure defense. They're going to kind of, I don't want to say junk it up, but they're going to want to give you a lot of different looks um, out there. They've even coined a term for their defensive identity, gritty, not pretty, um, trying to keep games close and do all that. Go a little bit into what you've seen so far in the defensive identity of what Earl Grant uh, is going to bring to Boston College and what gritty, not pretty means. Right. Well, I think what Coach Grant it means by, you know, gritty, not pretty is just what it sounds like. And that is, you know, they're going to be one of those blue collar, tough, hard nosed teams who plays every possession, especially on the defensive end of the floor. And as we know, Jamie, any great defense starts with pressure on the basketball. And the one thing that you've seen, it's been a noticeable difference is Boston College is applying great pressure on the basketball uh, and it starts there. And then you see everybody else, you know, again, you know, individual defense, uh, they're taking a lot of pride in that. But at the same time, their individual defense has now become something that you can see uh, it's noticeable, but also their team defense, meaning guys are one pass away in a stance in the correct positions, two pass away, they're in the correct stance, uh, you know, they're in the right position. And they're also playing uh, together, 
with that team defense and making it really hard on opposing teams to get clean, open looks. They're also finishing possessions with rebounding. You see guys boxing out. Um, so, again, taking that style of play of gritty, meaning that they're going to really make it hard defensively, um, and it might not be the up pace tempo type game that um you know some teams play um but again sticking to that identity that's what coach grant is trying to instill and he's done it thus far in the early part of the season and look for that to only get better what i'd like to try to do is get into some of the defenses right now obviously let's get into their man stuff show a little bit of their extended defense and so if it's okay i'd like to get into that right now with some video on this first defensive clip for Boston College, what I'd like to show is, is a little bit about what Coach uh, Grant has been talking about since he took the job, and that is trying to establish an identity on the defensive end of the floor. In this first possession, where the game is actually just tipped off, and it sets the tone right off the bat. And you can see Boston College here with a great chase over a double screen uh, attached to his hip, pressure on the basketball, Everybody's kind of in a stance with their head on a swivel, seeing both ball and their man. In this case here, you'll see pressure, uh, one pass away. Um, and again, the one thing that's happening here on every pass and, and or dribble, Boston College is moving in the direction of, of that pass or dribble, and that's fundamentally sound defense. You can see the post guy, James Connick here, top side positioning. Uh, everybody else sees both. And now South Florida is forced into kind of a uh, late clock situation where, again, Boston College exerts max effort chasing over that little Iverson cut, pressures the ball. And in here they're probably playing a different type of coverage. We've seen different uh, terms of scouting. This is more of a show flat and under. And they actually switch it because it's late clock. And then you can see everybody's in a stance. Um, pressuring the ball. There's great communication here on the ball screen where they actually now almost double it. You can see the help side defender uh, above the charge circle where he's ready to take the South Florida offensive player who rolled to the basket. And now they take a one-handed runner um, to start the game. So again, I, I think this first clip kind of typifies what Coach Grant and his staff have talked about establishing and that is a defensive mindset. In this next clip, what I'd like to show is the same type of uh, pressure and fundamental defense uh, on the ball. You'll see Boston College, everybody's in a stance. Uh, you know, we talk about getting busy on the ball. And you can see uh, whenever the ball is caught by the Columbia team, the offensive team, uh, Boston College is getting busy on the ball. They're, they're, they're making the offense feel them by just having active hands um, and being, you know, pressuring the basketball. Here's a situation where they chase over um, a screen here. Everybody's in the correct positioning, one pass away. Uh, their heads are on a swivel, seeing both the ball and their man. And again, now's a, now's a ball, this is a ball screen coverage where they kind of show hard and you see the effort, max effort, trying to get back in front of the ball with his Makai's hands high. And because of that, in the correct positioning with the two defenders in Boston College off the ball. And we talk in these situations here where if there's a ball screen set, 
and we show hard, what we should be having have here is this. These two guys on Boston College on this weak side, they're on the stack side. Okay, so now the ball is coming to them. The top defender should have the elbow positioning, which, again, he's a little off of it, but he's in the correct position where he's not allowing that ball to be passed directly to the corner because that's a long run for that bottom guy in the stack uh, to get there. So they take away that pass, great fundamentals, and then it creates an opportunity for them on the steal to get some offense through their defense. And as you can see, you know, in both of those possessions we've talked about and showed, there's great effort. They've also, Boston College, have, have kind of implemented a little bit of soft pressure. Um, and, you know, you can see here, it's kind of like a 2-2-1, two, two, uh, very soft, okay? But what they're trying to do is make it hard for the offense. So making the offense throw the ball back east-west as, as opposed to attacking north-south. A great way to kind of control tempo. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, Coach Coran has made clear is that he wants to be gritty, not pretty. And so with that, there'll be a lot of late clock possessions for, for the opposition when they're playing against BC's defense and probably uh, for BC on offense too. And so here you just kind of see East-West making them kind of pass the ball up the floor. And now Boston College assumes the positioning looks like a one one, three, and it's actually a tandem two, three. And here you have Makai declares the ball. Uh, the guy, you know, which is Jaden Zachary, who's kind of the bottom of the eye here, the bottom of the tandem is going to take the first pass. And then Makai then will drop in. And again, a typical tandem two, three rotation uh, where the two guards are working together. And again, you know, as you can see here, you know, Rhode Island's down to nine on the shot clock. So by the, by the time they get the ball in the front court and make any type of aggressive move or downhill move to the basket, a lot of time has been taken off. And so here it just turns into a quick horns angle ball screen and a really good job here at DeMar at kind of jabbing. So he's in the correct, correct position. He's one pass away, one step below the passing line uh, of McCann of his brother's man and here he doesn't overhelp. he kind of gets there takes away the drive and then he covers ground here and contests that shot high hand one of the things about playing at this high level of basketball yep looking uh looking forward at a couple of these players we saw the gritty not pretty stuff a lot of that has to do you know with with some size the size that they bring to the table is a Mississippi State transfer, Quentin Post. Um, how does Quentin Post play into what Grant is, is trying to do uh, with this year's team? Well, again, having a presence at the rim, you know, who's seven feet tall, who's mobile, uh, you know, Quentin's had some flashes already, a transfer from Mississippi State. He's originally from the Netherlands. Uh, a guy that can actually uh, go in and away from the basket for them at seven feet tall, a skilled player, and when you come out of the SEC and you come out of a transfer situation from Coach Holland's program, uh, you know he's been taught how to defend also. So he's a guy that's coming in that's, again, a good system fit uh, in terms of his mindset being someone that's going to take every possession defensively uh, to be that of what Coach Grant's trying to instill. So, again, he's had some good moments thus far. 
Um, he actually can step away and shoot the basketball. He's made some three-point shots for them. Uh, agile, big post guy. But the big value right, you know, right now for him is his experience coming from you know the SEC uh, and also being a guy that rebounds as a presence at the rim for them. Another newcomer to the Boston College program, Captain Brevin Galloway. Last couple of years, he struggled a little bit with injuries or whatnot. Only played in two games this year, played in four last year. Um, he still hit 143 threes in his career. He's a South Carolina native. He came with Earl from College of Charleston up to Boston College this year. Brothers are tied into Clemson on the football team and everything. Uh, what will this team need from Brevin, not only in a leadership capacity, but also on the floor? Well, having a guy like Brevin, who's very familiar with Coach Grant and his style and bringing him with you from the College of Charleston uh, really helps him out on all fronts. Uh, you know, Brevin is a kid that's battle tested. He's experienced. He understands the system, the philosophy, the identity of which these other guys are starting to try to, you know, adjust to. And having a guy with that type of experience in both on the floor and in the locker room is a huge benefit uh, in terms of, uh, you know, coming into a situation um, like these guys have. So with that, you know, as you've, you've mentioned, when you watch Brevin on video, he's an excellent three-point shooter. I mean, that's the one thing that he's a, he's a weapon. And unfortunately, the poor kids had injuries uh, at the College of Charleston. He's kind of been banged up a little bit this year. Um, but if he can get healthy, um, especially when you talk about what recruiting needs, you know, with the guys that they lost last year, um, you know, Brevin's going to be needed and counted on, especially when you get into the ACC to make those three-point shots. And hopefully uh, he's back healthy again. But I think there's a lot of value both on the court and off the court with a kid like Brevin coming into the program. Speaking of bigs like we did previously, maybe the forgotten guy, the guy that fills in a lot of gaps, James Karnick, providing good minutes. He started five of the games this year, playing 19 minutes per game. You have some familiarity with James. Not going to be the flashy headliner guy, but he's going to be a guy that does a lot of lot of things on the floor. What, what have you seen from James so far? Well, both James and Fred Scott are, are two returning guys who are fifth-year seniors. Uh, Jay, and both front-court guys, Fred, Fred's a little bit more of a, you know, a three-point shooter, more of a skill guy. But James had a great career at Lehigh. And, you know, he's had his moments now at Boston College uh, against some of the better teams, you know, in the ACC. Uh, and he adjusted last year to the length of the athleticism uh, in the ACC. He's another guy that really puts max effort into every possession on both ends of the floor. He's very coachable. He understands how to play. Uh, you know, he's relentless. He'll go after the ball on the glass. Um, you know, and he's a kid that can score. Oh, in, inside, you know, with his crab dribble, he's been a guy that's always been able to do that. Score left shoulder, turn around, right shoulder, jump shot. Uh, but he's also developed a much more of a skill to his game, a skill set, where he can actually catch it, rip it, drive it now, spin, finish at the rim, uh, a little bit more agile. And he also can step away and shoot that perimeter three. Uh, definitely 15, 17 in, very consistent. He's still evolving from the three, but again, you have a weapon like that at the five and where the game has now come to, um, you know, skilled guys, James Connick's going to be counted on to give them experience, front court, uh, presence inside it that can score, as well as somebody that can step away from the basket and make shots. And then lastly here, going to the personnel, he's got a nine or so man rotation. 
going is uh, Kanye Jones, a player who's not necessarily who's still trying to find his footing in the college game. The freshman out of Florida, um, he's got he's got upside. He's got upside to be a very good player um, in the future. Still finding his footing here, and whenever it clicks for him, it could be some really good things coming from Kanye Jones. Explain Kanye Jones a little bit and uh, and who he is and what he could bring to the floor. Another young man that's a freshman, uh, he was committed to the college at Charleston. actually saw him play a little bit in his AU, uh, you know, during his AU time. Uh, and the one thing about him, you know, he's a kid that's got good length to him at the guard spot, and he's an excellent three-point shooter. Right now, again, trying to adjust to the speed of the game uh, for every freshman coming straight out of high school uh, takes a little bit of time. But I like his kind of his, his savvy, his moxie. He's got a little mojo to him. And I think that's going to really help him as he continues to develop uh, as the player that, you know, uh, Boston College wants to have uh, in time. And you kind of, you got to appreciate too, the way they're using him. You know, when they he's coming into games, they're letting him play through certain mistakes or missed shots. And that's what it takes for any kid to develop in college. You have to allow them a time. I remember Chris Middleton, Jamie, when he was at Texas A&M and he came again, uh, from a port of God high school, straight out of high school, and he was thrust into the Big 12 at the time is where AM was. And he was over, I think he was over 11, his first uh, three point, uh, 11 three-point shot attempts. Um, and it was somewhere in that range anyways. And, you know, we allowed him, Coach Turgeon, we allowed him to kind of play through those missed shots and those mistakes. And that's what I think the Boston College is allowing him to do, um, you know, with Kanye. As, as he continues to develop, I think he's going to be somebody that keep an eye on. As we hear this, we went through the defensive identity this team's going to bring to the floor. The gritty, not pretty. On the opposite, on the opposite side of that, um, you're going to see a very opportunistic type of offense, an offense that they kind of play slow. They're going to keep their games close, um, and they're going to take advantage of opportunities that the other team gives them um, with that. What have you seen so far from this Earl Grant um, offense, and what have you seen so far from what Earl Grant's going to bring to the table, um, the offensive identity? I think you said it best, opportunistic type offensive team, Jamie. I, again, you know, if they could create some offense through their defense and try to get some easy baskets that way, that would be something that I think would be a huge priority and a benefit to them. And at the same time, you know, look, if there's chances for them to run uh, in transition, transition and, and they have an advantage break situation, I think they'll take that opportunity to score uh, in, in early shot selection too out of transition if they're open. With that, when they get into the half court, you know they'll they're not afraid to take a shot early in the clock, uh, and they're not also uh, you know um, you know objected to going late into the shot clock uh, and really trying to put their guys in a position uh, to play to their strengths. A lot of ball screen, random ball screen actions, running ball screens. Uh, some horns action, but again, you know, their focal point offensively is to try to get each guy in a position uh, to play to their strengths. Uh, again, more of an opportunistic offensive team at this point today than they are a team with a true, you know, let's get up and down, you know, we're going to run, um, you know, move a blocker. There's none of that yet, but again, that, that will evolve in time. Right now, the focal point has been on the defensive end of the floor, and they've shown right now that that's something that they've had some success, at least early in the year. And I think offensively, they're continuously going to be that team that develops uh, and gets more comfortable. In this first offensive clip, I'm going to talk a little bit about Boston College 
and kind of being an opportunistic offensive team. We understand their identity is on the defensive end of the floor. And one of the things that you look at here is not only can defense create offense through steals, um, you know, but it also does it through bad shots and block shots. And here you'll have a you have a situation where they contest the shot, top foot, high hand. They actually block the shot, and then Makai catches it on the outlet. This is a great opportunity to play to Makai Langford's strength, as he's one of the best transition players, uh, guards, period, uh, in the ACC in terms of pushing the pace. And so he's an elite level finisher with his head up the floor. And right now he just kind of makes one move and goes right to the basket and finishes an and one. Again, opportunistic offensive possession, playing to your strengths. And Makai Langford is one of his strengths, greatest strengths in offense is his ability to push the pace. And again, he's an elite level finisher. There's a great example of that against South Florida. In this next possession, you're going to see Boston College, because of their great fundamental defense, pressure on the basketball, you know, running with the ball, you know, that little airplane technique with his hips and chest, you know, with the physicality coming from there. The Florida State guy takes a very tough high hand top foot contested shot. You can see Boston College, everybody's boxing out. And then on the rebound, it gives them an opportunity in transition where you have what you call an advantage break. As you can see, there are four Boston College players ahead um, of with two South Florida defenders back. And Makai, anytime you give him an opportunity, you know, with, with this type of advantage, with his ability in transition um, to get to the basket and or make his teammates better, um, you know, you're asking for trouble. And here you'll see Makai kind of with his head up, pretty good pace, right? Pretty good pace. They allow the three on, actually it turns into a three on two. And he actually makes his move middle. The one thing that you like here, and this is a great teaching point for coaches and players, but that old hash mark, as you can see where Coach Grant is staying, when you hit that hash, what you want to do is you want to attack the filling the lanes using the corner of the backboard as your guide. So you want to finish with a straight line to the corner of the backboard. And what that allows you to do on offense is it gives you a chance to have a very good angle at finishing, whether it's a layup or whether it's a pull-up shot, pull-up jump shot mid-range. That shot from an analytical standpoint is a lot better than if Makai had kind of went down and not taken a straight line cut to the corner of the backboard. Um, and here you'll see DeMar Langford brothers who really know each other. Makai does a really good job of drawing the defense. And you can see DeMar is pretty familiar with his brother and he keeps actually cutting, makes a tremendous catch in, in, in traffic. And then he finishes with a little reverse layup. And again, you know, when you look at this clip, what you're looking at is guys who are playing to their strengths, but it started on the defensive end of the floor um, by that tough shot. In this next possession offensively, you're going to see a very simple action uh, turn into something that's very productive due to the fact that your coach Grant is playing to his player's strengths. In this case, on the pass to the slot, the cut occurs uh, from, 
I believe that's Bickerstaff. And then he just kind of shallow cuts to that opposite elbow. The opposite slot guy, Jaden Zachary, replaces to that to that strong side slot now and receives a pass from Brevin Galloway. And on the pass, you can see a nice wide uh, back screen being set by the five-man at Boston College. And then what happens is Galloway does a really good job at taking his man below the back screen and then the five man for Boston College readjusts his positioning and he comes right off of it in rhythm, takes one dribble uh, on a potential switch where they don't communicate the defense. Columbia doesn't communicate a switch. And now they kind of get a little bit of miscommunication. And that's all a kid like Brevin Galloway needs kind of a one dribble step back, you know, rhythm three. And again, playing to his strengths, that's what he does. He's done it at College of Charleston. He's an experienced guy. He makes three-point shots. That's, that's what he does. In this next offensive clip, we're going to show DeMar Langford and how Boston College uses him offensively uh, to play to his strengths. So one of the things with DeMar at 6'5", you know, you can see this, this possession. He's very, very strong. He's very athletic, and he's a matchup problem. And in this case, he just kind of simply pops – to kind of in between the slot and the wing. And on that pass, okay, a little kind of a back screen, you know, we call that kind of a UCLA, but he kind of goes to the corner, uh, not through to the basket. Five man then steps out. And then on the reversal, you'll see the four man here set a nice back screen where DeMar sets his man up and he comes off of it. And on the catch, Makai now is going to relocate Damar actually is really, really in deep there. And when he catches the ball that close to the basket, you know, he's going to finish or get fouled. And you can see here just one crab dribble, you know, a little up fake. And Damar being as strong and athletic as he is, he just shoots right over his man. Again, simple action, playing to the strengths of your guys. And as a coach, uh, you know, again, not getting too complicated uh, offensively, especially at these power five conference uh, in these power five conference leagues, playing to the strength of your guys is so important. And there you have it with Boston college. Um, we got an Earl grant year one, went through the personnel. We went through the offensive identity. We went through the defensive identity. We showed, showed plays and clips, tried to give examples and, and explanations as to what it is that he's going to try to do that you can expect uh, from Earl Grant this coming season. Again, we ask if you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the channel, whether you're listening to it on YouTube or you're listening to it on the podcast. Please rate us five stars and leave a comment below. What do you think of this year's Boston College team? Where can they go in the future? Who's your favorite Boston College player, et cetera, et cetera. Just continue to let us know. Uh, we want to hear from you uh, in the comments below. But thank you guys very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the content, share it across your platforms as well. For Scott Spinelli, I am Jamie Shaw. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.